Hi everyone, um, welcome to this podcast episode uh, in honour of International Women's Day. Um, my name is Dora, I'm the Jewish Engagement and Enrichment Sabbatical Officer at UJS um, and I'm here with my colleagues Jodie and Sarah. Hi, um, I'm Jodie and I'm the Head of Programming at UJS. Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm the Student Engagement Sabbatical Officer. Awesome. Okay, so um, we just prepared like a few questions that we, we can talk about but we might go off script at some point so let's just jump in. Um, Okay, let's start with what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Um, I think for me, I always wanted to be a teacher when I was little. I was like that four-year-old that when like when it was period, I'd dress up in like a little teacher outfit and go to school. Um, weirdly, like that has kind of stayed with me and I still kind of have got that passion for teaching. But I think I always wanted to like, I had a lot of female teachers growing up and I think I often wanted to be kind of emulating that profession. When I, I remember really clearly in my like year six, like leavers yearbook, I said that it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, doctor. And I was so set on that for like years. And then as I got older, I was like, that's definitely not the, not the vibe. <laughs> but I think people were very like, oh, like that's a really good job. Doctor, you should, people should do that. So that's what I went with. But obviously <laughs> things are very different now. Um, I think from when I was from a really young age, my dad always wanted me to be a lawyer. So he would tell me, like, you're going to be a lawyer. <laughs> I think I was a very argumentative child. <laughs> um, and then I guess, like, as I grew up, that was something that was, like, in the back of my mind a lot. But I went through a lot of different things. Like, I thought about also teaching, actually. Um, at one point, I wanted to be a ski teacher. Um, and there were a lot of different things. But I've kind of gone full circle. And I still think I want to be a lawyer. So, cool. yeah. Um, okay. Um, what is some what is some advice that you would give to other women? Um, I think I think that's a really difficult question. I think like I am still like as a young woman who like is just in like her first job out of uni, I think I'm still like looking to other people for advice. But I think something that something that I've learned kind of being in like the world of work and like getting a bit older is that I think we're so obsessed quite a lot of the time with like labels and being like a young woman, a young Jewish woman in the workplace. And I think sometimes in myself that sets me back because I think, oh, I'm only a young Jewish woman in the workplace and who am I to stake a claim or to have a meeting or to be a presence in a room. But I think actually like being a young and Jewish and a woman in the workplace, like all of those things should come together and like make me feel um, you know, make me feel like I have the right to have a presence. And I think like that would be advice I give to other people. Don't let the labels that you have be something that diminish you and let them actually be something that raise you up. I love that. Thanks. I love that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like sort of a kind of similar vibe, very much like something I wish I thought about more when I was at school and in high school, like trust your instincts and go with what's right for you. Because I think so often it's definitely something I experienced when I was at school, like, you go with what people want and with what your friends want and that's not necessarily the right thing for you and I think now also in the world of work like following the vibe of what I've wanted to do and what I've been interested in especially this year has been really nice and it sort of makes you give you confidence in yourself like yeah like doing things my way is actually also really great not just copying mm. what other people do um so definitely that's what I would that's mm. what I would tell them yeah so. I guess I have something quite similar which yeah something along the lines of 
I don't assume you're the incompetent person in the room. I think it's such a problem often for women that you sit, you might sit in a room or in, in a meeting or whatever it is, and you assume that everyone there knows better than you and everyone there is more experienced than you. And, you know, very often it's so easy to defer to other people and to like step out of conversations because you think you don't know. But, um, you know, it, you often like you actually do have something important to say and afterwards you can look back and you, you wish you'd said something else. Um, and I think, yeah, just assume that you know what you're doing mm. is often quite I think, helpful. I think I like really felt that growing up because I went to a girls school and then I took a gap year and went like I was learning in Jerusalem with only girls. And I think like there was that culture for everyone to be like, oh, I don't have the right answer. I don't have the right answer. I let someone else go and I'm not going to put my hand up unless I have the perfect response. And then coming into, you know, UJS, like, or even just when I was a uni student and like just being in like a co-ed situation, suddenly seeing all these people around me, like confidently saying things, even if they weren't sure if like they had the right answer, just kind of saying whatever was in their head. Like it was a bit of a reality check and it like it very much like resonated with what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I have another bit of advice. Of, I, I'm, I'm allowed to go twice, but I also, I also something that I've learned is um, if you want to make friends, you've got to be the friendly one. Um, I think like it's so easy to feel like, oh, I'm the odd one out, or like people don't like me, or people aren't interested in making friends with me. But like if you go to people, again, it's the same thing, like assume that you're competent. Like if you go to people and you say, oh, like, should we make a plan? Or like, oh, it's like, whatever, you just make small talk. Um, again, just like, it's that thing of being confident to speak up and being competent to put yourself out there. Um, but yeah. I think with that, like, it's having this sort of, I guess, like, the kind of strength to be like, things don't, things won't happen if you don't. Sometimes you just need to make them happen. Mm. Like, you need to be the person that's, like, pushing things along, like, let's get things going, because if you really want to, like, see change or see something happen, like, similar to what you said, like, you, you know, you can't sort of wait, so you can't always wait for things to happen, because if you do them, they don't always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, okay. Um... Do you have a woman role model? Uh, my role model, I'd have to say, might sound a bit cliche, but it's definitely my mom. <laughs> like we've always been super close, and just like our really like our relationship, like we always talk about stuff and like share things, and I just kind of like her like thoughtfulness and like how much she like supports me and my like my family like that's the kind of person like I definitely want to be as like a mother and like part of the family in the future and just as a just some person in general definitely yeah yeah I think someone very wise in our office said this morning that the difference between a role model and an idol is that an idol is someone that you just think that everything they do is amazing but a role model is someone who aspects of their personality or aspects of their relationships or what they've done or what they've achieved is something that really speaks to you and I think like I've been thinking about that a lot today actually so I think it's like poignant that we're talking about this now I think I like have a lot of role models and I don't have like one person who is that that person for me although I do love my mum um but I would say that um more recently I'm finding really inspiring um in like rabbinic couples where um, with like a male rabbi where the wife is really the the powerhouse in the relationship, the one who has really stepped up and actually become a figure in her own right and a communal figure and an inspiration to women rather than just being the rabbi's wife. She is in herself 
a role model and a figure that people look up to and go to for advice and I think that having got older and understood the complexities of that a little bit more it's something that I really really look up to and really like value having had in my life growing up I love that um well Sarah you've already said your mom so <laughs> I feel like I have to say something different um and it also might sound a bit cliche or like a bit sappy but um I am someone who's been really lucky in my life to have a lot of incredible and supportive women friends um, and colleagues. <laughs> um, no, but like in all seriousness, um, I have come across so many amazing, really special women who are talented and who are kind and generous and who I learn from like all the time. And some of them I work with every day um, in this office and I'm not gonna name all of them, but I think, you know, my friends, I learned so much from them and I'm so grateful to have met people like them. So I'm going to say my friends as a collective. Aww. <laughs> um, okay. How could we encourage more women to take up leadership positions in JSOX and in UJS? Um, I think that like that is already quite like in policy like we have it written on paper that this should be a thing so for example like in our national council elections we have a certain amount of positions reserved for women and non-binary candidates and i think it's all well and good because we do have all of the infrastructure in place to make that happen but i think it's about more than just having it on paper i think it's about having female saps about having female jsoc presidents about having women who are really showing other women that this is what we do and that a jsoc isn't a man's world and it's not someone and it's not like a boys club that it's always led by a friend of the previous president and i think that this is something that we're doing really well at the moment at ujs and in jsocs like we've got such a wide range of and a variety of our jsoc presidents and our student leadership around the uk and ireland um but i think in terms of encouragement it's about you know not being ashamed and being very proud of who we are as female leaders in the student world and encouraging others to to do the same yeah i definitely agree i think we do have sort of a wide variety of people in the position of JSOC president. I think it's maybe that next step of like, so there are people who are JSOC presidents and in JSOC committees, but sort of continuing on that path of like being powerful women leaders and that kind of thing. And I think, as Jodie said, like presenting ourselves, like we are amazing. We're like an amazing team of SABs and all like amazing leaders. And I think just showing that that's still a path you can continue on. Um, in if you want to stay within like the Jewish circles, like that's something you can achieve, and just really outwardly showing that because mm. I think being a sub is an amazing position to express that kind of power and like leadership. So, mm. so really making sure people get that, I think, is really important. Yeah, yeah, and I like I'm just I, again the thing that I said before comes back to me about mm. like it's it's really important that when men put themselves forward for things really confidently that women don't just think to themselves oh like they clearly know what they're doing you know like I have no chance um when you know it, it is rarely the case and often like these women do really have something to contribute and they are really talented and I think it, I don't know how to do it because it's such an ingrained like cultural thing that women and girls um and also men and boys like learn and internalize from such a young age um, about like the differences in the ways that they put themselves forward. Like, I don't know how to change that, but I think it's a problem mm -hmm. and I, I, want it, I want it to change. I think maybe like on that, I think that everyone could be doing a bit 
better of like showing their own vulnerability and like showing when it is hard so like you know regardless of like your gender I think it's about saying that like not everything is easy and like a powerful woman in a leadership position like had to fight for where she is and how she got there like in a similar way that anyone in a leadership position had to fight their way and had to really overcome obstacles to get there and I think showing that side and showing that like it is sometimes difficult but it's so worth it because you get to where you are at the end is really empowering and is really inspiring like I know when I was a student like thinking about the female sabs that I experienced when I was a uni student in Leeds you know it seemed that like it was so natural that they were they, they were a sab and that they were going to be a sab and that it was easy that they got to where they got to having now been a sab I realized that there are obviously obstacles that you have to overcome on the way and there is a journey there and I think being very very honest about that and being very transparent about that it is hard sometimes really will help other people think even if they're struggling it doesn't mean that they're not cut out for it mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Okay, so moving on, um, have you encountered struggles or barriers um, in life specific to being a woman? Um, I would say that, like, as I said, I went to a girls' school and and then, like, a girls' learning programme in Israel, my gap year, and I think that when I was in that very supportive, like, female bubble, we were really told that, like, the world is your oyster like you can do anything you want like just go out there and take it and don't worry about like any of the barriers and I actually don't think that that adequately prepared me for the world at all because I left that environment and thought that if I just wanted anything hard enough I'd get it but obviously that's that's not how the world works so I think that like there definitely have been barriers and there definitely have been things that I've needed to come across that being in that like girls only world really didn't adequately prepare me for and looking back I think had I had more um had I had like a different education or a different upbringing it might have come with different barriers but I think I I would have learned how to kind of navigate this like mixed world in in a more productive and realistic way I mean in like like I'd say like sort of fortunately like I wouldn't say there's necessarily been any like barriers like I would like in my life and I feel like there's nothing I've been sort of prevented from doing because I'm a woman but I'd say there's like definitely I think when I was at university like a lot of it was COVID but when it wasn't sort of like pre-university and before COVID like sort of like difficulties of like a very like a, the clubbing culture and the kind of mm. difficulties that come with that and like people so obviously not everyone but sometimes people being inappropriate and that kind of things and like that's something that like I think changed my perspective on that kind of culture quite a lot and it's not like it's not completely stopped me from going but I think there's definitely like an awareness and that means maybe I don't enjoy it as much as I used to because I think as well like with everything that's happened in recent years like with spiking and that kind of thing I'm a lot more like looking over my shoulder a little bit when I'm in those kind of spaces Mm. and I think you know I do still go sometimes but it has definitely affected my experience and I think that's something that as a woman I feel like there are those situations where I do feel less safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think in terms of like barriers in the workplace and things like that, like UJS has been such a supportive, like first job. And I, I don't really feel like there's anything that I have to say about that, like in, in the kind of structural way of, of like being prevented, being prevented from doing anything or like seeing myself as like not good enough. Um, but I think the thing that comes to mind is like, yeah, like not structural, just like like harassment, like street harassment, like it happens and it's so unpleasant. 
and I think like for me that's the like when I think of like struggles of being a woman I'd say like being just like being treated not by everyone but by like a significant minority being treated like you're not a real person being treated like you don't matter like by strangers like it's so horrible mm. I think like for me that's the that's the one yeah it's um, so unpredictable yeah like, can happen to anyone at any time yeah, and like absolutely. I guess like what you both said it is about like just that like, constantly just being a bit looking over your shoulder mm. a bit more aware than perhaps like men have to be day to day right and like the thing about like having like one earbud in and like so you can listen to your surroundings like it's it's really sad that like we feel like we have to do yeah. those kinds of things but to I remember, stay safe. I remember one of my friends like she bought and like a chilies bottle and someone said to her like a friend said to her like oh like she couldn't fit it in her bag and she's saying oh you know like if you're walking home at night like you've got something that you could use if you needed to and it's like we shouldn't have to think mm. like that like it, mm. it's good it's useful that we have something to use as a weapon like it's yeah. it's really sad that that's sort of people's mindset yeah um so on a much more positive note is there anything that you love about being a woman um yeah no I do I love being a woman I love the fact I mean I like the fact that like I can wear a dress and it feels more comfortable than wearing like man clothes but um is that um no I like that I mean again this is a generalization but like my female friendships are like my strongest friendships and having that supportive network of basically like a massive sisterhood is amazing um and I love that like I feel like again ge- like gem- generalization but women can often connect much more quickly and much more deeply than maybe men can and I like take full advantage of that and I love that and I love that I can meet new people new women and find common ground with them so quickly and it just feels like we all have this innate connection that really binds us together yeah I feel like it's always so nice it's like as you said like, it just feels very natural when you meet people and there's already like stuff to talk about mm. I think as I mean I feel like there's a lot of things I could say but I don't know I'm sort of I'm like thinking about it do you do you want to do that? yeah um I think yeah a lot, a lot, kind of similar to what Jodie said and like I have a lot of male and female friends um but they are different like those relationships are different and I think with women like again like it is a big generalization but you often it's you can feel safer faster and like you mm. feel like there's less at stake sometimes with getting things wrong or like miss misunderstanding or misjudging a relationship with women than there, there can be with men where there's like a bit more of a like if something goes wrong like it's a bit meh um but yeah and like those relationships are like really really dear to me and i i love like i love like female to female friendships are like really important yeah I mean, it's sort of similar like, to what you both said, but like that kind of comfort you can get from those relationships and knowing that if you needed to, even if it was someone you didn't know for maybe as long as you really needed support, I feel like there's this kind of like mm. innate feeling that like you could go to someone. Like, I feel like even when it hadn't been so, so long when like I'd like met you guys, like you sort of, you do get that bond quicker. It's like the feeling of like, if I really needed something or whatever, like I could come to you and like that, I feel like that's just so important. I mean, it's so important working, like working and like this job and that kind of thing. But just with female friendships, like having those shared connections, things you can talk about, like shared worries that you can like discuss together and feel better about it. I think 
having those things to sort of start off with in those mm. relationships is like mm. really special. And I definitely think like being at UJS, like we're all subs, we all travel all the time. And like for me, definitely when I was traveling, it was so nice to know that like wherever I was going, like there'd always be female students there that I could just like have that like easier connection with so much quicker and like find common ground with. And if I ever needed anything, like when I wasn't here, like when I was at work somewhere else, like at uni, like there would always be like JSOC women like there to help me out. And I like, I've really appreciated that, like, mm. through my time at UJS. Yeah, and, like, similar to that, I also find that, like, women, like, old, women older and more experienced than us, like, often they'll have, like, they'll have a bit of a soft spot for, like, girls, women, like, younger women who are, like, coming up, and there's, like, not no shortage of, like, women who are, like, interesting and influential and, like, um, you know, holding positions of power who are there and who want to mentor like younger women who are less experienced and like that's that's a really like nice and special like relationship that you can can get as well um yeah i think let's wrap up there thank you so much this was actually really fun this is great yeah we should do it again we should start our own podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thank you guys for listening yeah